Welcome into Uncovering Success. My name is Brady Slayball. In order to make sure you don't miss an episode, go subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours from. Also, to make sure you're getting the best content throughout the week with Instagram Lives, videos from the podcast, or general motivation and ideas, go follow me on Instagram at BradyReese underscore or connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're a young professional and not on LinkedIn, that's the first thing you should be doing immediately. I met today's guest through LinkedIn. His name is Seth Mason, and he's a 22-year-old entrepreneur who has successfully started many businesses and has huge plans for the future. We spent a lot of time talking about his sock business that he started when he was 15, which has turned into a business that has done almost $2 million in sales to this date. Let's get into it. You don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. There will not be one brick on the face of the earth that's going to be laid better than this brick that I'm going to lay in this next 10 minutes. And you do that every single day. And soon you have a wall. All right, Seth, so I appreciate you joining me today. Um, We were able to connect online, and I know you've got a a bunch of big things going for you right now, and you've done a bunch of big things in the past. So I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to dive into your story and where you've been and what you've learned. Um, You kind of want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Seth Mason. I'm 22 years old. Uh, currently in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and uh, going on pretty good said, we're doing a lot of cool things here, not only in esports, but um, our kind of our whole vision, our plan uh, here in Johnstown. So I'm excited to kind of tell my story and, and talk with Brady here today. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely hit some of those major points. I think there, um, some of the stuff you're doing is really cool, so I'm excited. Um, but can we kind of go back to your high school? And I know you started a, a company in high school called Seth Socks, which I think it's really interesting, really cool how you kind of came about that. Can you kind of let us know how that got started and where that kind of came from? Yeah, so Seth Socks started my uh, sophomore year in high school. I grew up, I always loved socks. You know, my parents would always give me the Nike Elites, you know, all the different colors and everyone at school, really my whole high school, I grew up in a small town, so there's only probably maybe like 400 kids in the whole high school. Um, but everybody knew me as, you know, the kid that wore the crazy socks. So, you know, going into Christmas, then my sophomore year, uh, the Nike Elite phase was, you know, obviously crazy. That trend was going. Uh, oh, yeah. So I asked my parents, hey, can I get these custom pair uh, printed socks? They were $40 back then. Um, and obviously my dad's like, no, you know, I'm not spending $40 on a pair of socks. Are you crazy? Uh, then my mom, uh, of course, I convinced her enough to, you know, gave in and then she got me them for Christmas. And that's really what started the whole um, idea in the process. And to this day, I still tease my dad, you know, he shut down the idea, you know, from the get go. My mom was one that took the plunge and got me the $40 pair of socks. But, you know, that market there and, and my parents own a screen printing embroidery company for over 20 years. So we had some of the equipment to kind of test and, and do this. And again, I was 15, 16 years old uh, here at the time. And, you know, we literally just started testing. I don't, I always remember the text uh, when the school one day, uh, for breakfast, so it was like 7.40, 7.45, and my dad sends me a picture of this ugly, you know, Jordan sock, has like flames, and like, he's not I'm like, this is, it looks so ugly, but I was never showing my friends, and they thought it was like so cool that we figured out how to print these custom, you know, designs on these socks, and um, something that's really never been done before. We were probably the, 
probably the third or fourth company in the whole market to do it. And um, so, you know, obviously the market was at $40. So our, our strategy, my parents and I, we were going to really go for the volume approach. So capture the market, get as much volume as we can, you know, worry about the profits in the long run. And that's what we really did. So, you know, we went from 40, we went on undercut everybody down to like 25. I remember getting messages from everyone else, the competitors saying like, what are you doing? You're ruining the market. You're doing this out of there, but we didn't care. We knew what our strategy and our plan was and it worked. Uh, we shopped the charts on eBay. My dad had a, uh, a eBay account that used to sell sporting goods uh, and merchandise out in the early 2000s. So we had a great feedback system on there. We sold our first pair for $55. That's when we knew. My parents knew like, okay, this, he's not, like, this, this is something here. This is, he's onto something. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing it. Uh, of course, you know, I was there every day pushing them as well. My parents will tell you this, even to this day, I always try to get them to do different stuff and, um, and try to just get them going keep moving and keep pushing forward. So that's what we did. And, um, you know, experiment with that. And we finally broke through and, uh, you know, working with local schools and now we do fundraisers and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I remember every day going home after school and I uh, run home, run as fast as I get home. I live right across the street from the high school. So as soon as I ran out the door, I ran straight up, uh, right across the street to my house and, I literally went home and I'd print out shipping labels, slap them on the labels, uh, tag up the socks, put the socks in it with the packing slips, put them in the, so I really understood the hustle and the grind um, from 15, 16 years old, obviously growing up in a small business, uh, you understand that, hey, that's, that's a livelihood. You got to work, you know, seven days a week, sometimes 12 hour days to make things work. And I have three older sisters as well. So, you know, we were supporting everybody, which was a pretty cool thing yeah. uh, with the socks and, um, you know, kind of, you know, doing that again with, you know, and then we branch on to Amazon and Etsy is obviously our e-commerce site and Walmart. Um, but Amazon is really what took us to the next level back in 2013, 2014. Uh, we were one of the first people <clears throat> to get approved on Amazon and we're there like Christmas time. We couldn't even keep up. It was uh, it's craziness even to this day uh, where we'll get, you know, hundred, 150, 200, 250, 300 orders a day uh, for 30 days straight. And it's like, wow, this is and how we keep up with that. Well, we have two different presses that we kind of have to, you know, keep printing. So whenever I'm printing socks, it's not like I'm staying there. It's not, it's physically like taxing. You got to print one, boom, turn around. It's like constant. There is no taking breaks. And I would do that like Christmas time, for example. I would never forget this. This is probably like one of the times I was like, man, I, I was really grinding hustle. I would get up at like 9 a.m. The post office would close at like 5. So I'd print from 9 to 5. Obviously, I'd have my parents there helping me. And I'd also have some of my friends there. We have an assembly line uh, in my in my house. And uh, we would you know, put everything together. We had a whole team of people doing shipping labels, packages, printing patterns, printing, tagging, with like literally everything. It was like the Ford factory, you know, there's that assembly right there. So, uh, but, you know, after the post office was a five, I would kind of chill and I would take a little breather, you know, get something to eat, get my mind off work, play a couple of games for a little bit. And then I would print from like 10 o'clock to like 4 a.m. And I would do that seven days a week. So it's like, that's what, I mean, a lot of people, um, see the end goal, you know, whenever you're creating something or building something, people just see the end. Well, go, oh, you know, they're doing this. Well, they didn't understand the, you know, the struggle and the time and the effort and the, you know, everything that you put into it to kind of get to that stage. So, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the socks was awesome. Yeah. I got to work with some you know, big companies as well. Um, like I said, schools and, and universities. So it was, it was a great experience for me being young and learning, uh, you know, to be an entrepreneur and deal with problems and issues and, I mean, again, I'm only 16, 17, 18 years old, learned this, and I've you know, been doing this since I was 10 years old with my parents' business, so I really understood uh, pretty much everything. So I like to say I have like, you know, eight to 10 years of experience already in like, you know, business just because I've been yeah. doing it for so long. So starting out, how, at such a young age, how were you able to, one, advertise for this? How did you go about that? Like, was it just put it online and hope it sells? And then um, two, how did you how did you figure out what platforms you wanted to be on to sell to? 
Yeah. So I achieved all those sales with $0 in marketing, zero. Um, so it's all about capturing again the volume and understanding our strategy and sticking to it. Um, and we got in there at the right, right place, right time. People talk about the opportunity in that window. We got in there at the right time and the, and the right opportunity in the window. And we ran with it. Like I said, I haven't spent, I think I spent total, I could tell you probably like a hundred bucks of marketing to this day on the socks. They just, the SEO is good. Um, you know, our, our rating on Amazon and on uh, walmart.com and Etsy are so high that we're, we're ranked pretty much at the top. Every time you type in custom Nike socks or custom uh, socks, uh, we're, we're high up there on the list. So um, that volume uh, definitely helped out in the long run with the advertisement. So, uh, but with that, but you know, even going to my you know, next business, kind of dabbling into the Facebook ads and Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where it's at right now, the future of uh, e-commerce and business. You, you have to be on social media now. You have to be involved. You have to make constant ads every day and, and continue to grind uh, to find the perfect ad set. So um, that's what I was you know, doing with the eSport company is how we, everything got started. I'm sure we'll touch on that. But yeah, with the socks, nothing. So where are you at right now with the socks? What have you done in sales since that day in high school? Yeah, so we're up over seven figures right now. So uh, you're well over that and it's it's going consistently. It's kind of things like right now I'm focusing a lot of the energy on the esport company and now the socks are kinda of, not on the back burner, but they are they're they've been built. They're they kinda of are like uh on you the put pilot. those processes into place and, and now they're running without you having to be there all the time. Exactly. So we have it set up, we have the foundation built and we feel confident enough that, you know, it's just that's something on the side that it keeps going, it keeps helping, keeps supporting, of course, while we're doing this. And that's what um, you know, it's beneficial when you're creating, when you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, you just, okay, here's one thing. Okay. I'm not satisfied. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? I already have three or four different things after the eSport company. Once we get this going, how I'm going to continue to keep going uh, and building. So I find it interesting um, that you had this idea and you were kind of heading it and then your parents jumped on board and wanted to help out, help with you. So what was it like having your parents work for you? Yeah. So yeah, I always tease my mom all the time, you know, with her company that, you know, I'm, I'm the owner, I'm the boss, just mess around and tease her. She, she, uh, we always go back and forth. It's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, having them, like I said, growing up in a small business, you know, my sisters obviously weren't, you know, they weren't interested in learning and, and understanding that. But yeah, I remember coming home after school, 10, 12 years old, uh, my dad would be printing the shirts and they'd come out of the dryer and out of the, you know, the hot uh, press for the, the stuff to set. And then they would go into a box and he would say, Hey, you know, come down here and sort these shirts for me, sort them by size, box them up put the packing slip in there and, and make sure you're right on the outside that they're done. They're checked in. So that way when the customer comes, you can give it to them. Um, and that's what I was doing at a young age. Literally. I remember coming home, I'd be playing Madden and my dad would freaking be uh, knocking on my door. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> like, I tell my friends, I got to pause the game. I can't pause the game. So I just remember you know, doing that and every 30 minutes I'd have to go down there because the box would fill up. So it's like, okay, I can play one game Madden, and then I have to run back downstairs and uh, help my yeah. parents. You out were pretty there. good at Madden, right? Oh yeah. I was, uh, you know, back in 20 or 2008, when that game came out, I was like eight, nine years old. You know, I was a top 100 player. I remember I used to run like goal line formation and I would just run the same play over and over. No one could stop it. But uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty good uh, online, man. That was my first thing. That's I still play man here and there, but uh, yeah, growing up in that business, like I said, my parents showed me, they're very open now, which is a great thing to have, you know, accounting, um, you know, management with employees, how those things are going, you know, the orders, revenue. I mean, I was learning all this. I was understanding the whole, whole, you know, business and, uh, you know, young age. And that's what really made me understand and, you know, visualize and also again, the, the work that takes, you know, some people think it's easy to do this. It's, it's not mentally, um, you know, physically it's, I would say it's pretty easy, but the mental toll you have to be, you have to be mentally built and mentally tough to, to do this. So, um, yeah. So now moving forward, um, you go to college at Penn state and, 
you decided uh, you kind of stumbled in, I guess, into a, a new company there with uh, like a national gaming tournament. Is that right? What was that like? Yeah, so I started Altoona Gaming. That was my first dive into esports. That was my college department. I was 19 years old there, so I was yeah my sophomore year. And uh, you know my roommates and I, we had an idea like, hey, let's start a gaming tournament. We were sitting there one day, and I was like, hey, what if we do this? They're like, that's not a bad idea. Let's try it. So um, you know then we we uh, had a Madden tournament, Super Bowl weekend, February of 2018. We had 25 people show up, and I spent I think like. It wasn't a lot. It was maybe like 50, 60 bucks on marketing for that first one. But we literally had our college apartment. So uh, nothing fancy, nothing special. Didn't spend a lot of money. But again, I understood what I needed and how the heck am I going to hustle to get this done? Well, what I did after class is I ran uh, around the city of Altoona and getting TV stands and all the cables that I need uh, to run the tournament. And then I had some friends that went to a university about 45 minutes away. And I, I said, hey, I need your guys' equipment. I need your TVs. I need to borrow your Xboxes. And they did it. So we had literally like six stations in this, uh, in our college apartment, which was uh, mind blowing to say we fit everything in there. But I remember my roommate, we still have pictures uh, as well, where he was running cables up through the, you know, through the house. And uh, you know, we bought everything. So we went out, uh, we didn't have a big budget. We started with 500 bucks. That was it. Um, and that was paid for by the entry fees in the tournament. So it was like break even, but we spent money a little bit on food and um, obviously some of the, the equipment stuff. So it wasn't a lot. I, mean, I would say maybe. So that first one, bucks. you didn't really like, you didn't go to, to make a bunch of money off it. You just kind of wanted to, to see if the, the system and the processes could potentially work. Yeah. Proving the concept. And that's what, you know, when you're starting a new company, the first couple months or it's all about proof of concept. So that's what we really wanted to go out there. And when we did a 20, we had 25 people show up. Some people drove for three, three, three and a half hours to come to a random college apartment okay, we may be on to something. And same with my parents, they said, okay, this is something we may have to look into again and, and let's keep moving forward. There's something here. And after that, we moved into a facility in March of 2018. And uh, it was about a thousand square feet. It wasn't, wasn't anything huge. Um, and we had, I think at that time, eight stations. We had four Xboxes, four Playstations. And now we started to do tournaments. That was our initial strategy. And, and our goal was, okay, we're going to make it like a tournament hub. Um, and then we would host a Fortnite tournament. So this was obviously when Fortnite was big. We had 163 people show up from Virginia, Maryland, D.C., Jersey, uh, Philly, uh, you name it, Ohio. There was people all over the place coming for this Fortnite event. Well, the problem was we oversold. We did not know how long it would take to run a Fortnite event. And let's just say we started at 9 a.m. We didn't leave till about 3 a.m. Uh, because we put two tournaments in the same day. So it was a success in that, okay, we got a lot of people to show up. But it was also a failure in that, okay, uh, we made it, it was, you know, a 12 hour event. It was, it was, we were so far behind. There were so many people in there. Again, I'll, if you want that picture, I'll make sure to you know, shoot it your way. So that way you can see it, but it, it was packed in there. Wow. But people loved it. People enjoyed it. You know, we offered a refund. I remember like kind of breaking down a little bit, like, Oh my God, what do we do here? Um, because there's a lot of people in here. Our one tournament isn't over yet. The people from the next tournament are already coming in. It's packed and the servers went down there as well. That was one of the public matches. So mm. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. that was going on that, uh, but again, prove the concept and something that we were doing. But we also found out later on that, okay, the tournaments aren't there to you know, really make money unless you get, you know, some type of sponsorships and stuff like that. It's going to be hard to, you know, make a business out of it. So that's when we moved from March, uh, March of 2018 to July, we moved into a mall here in Johnstown. Um, and that's where we started to prove the whole gaming center where we started to offer like birthday parties and still the tournaments. And I also ran online tournaments. So not a lot of people knew this, but I used to run uh, online Fortnite tournaments seven days a week. I'd fill those things up 32 teams every single day. 
and I would spend $5 a day on marketing. Five bucks, I would get 64 people to show up. Sometimes even wow. if it was a squad tournament, I mean, 120 people. What type of marketing were you doing for that? Facebook and Instagram. Just ad, running ads? Yep, I had a complete ad set where I was getting like one cent per link click to go to my website, a penny to get wow. someone to go visit my website. I still run that same ad set, still killing. Uh, but I won't give it away. I, I built the strategy. I, uh, you know, found the you know specific market. And like I said, once you find a that viral ad or you know viral fan base, the audience that you're trying to market to, you're golden. So um, that's what. How were you know, able to to connect with all these different states and all these different people and get them to come to those tournaments? You said you had like 160 some people at that tournament. Where were they coming from, and how did you get them to drive all the way to you in PA? Yeah, so the like the Fortnite event, for instance, it was a eight hundred dollar cash prize. So that enticed them a weld. Again, we were in the right opportunity window, meaning back then in twenty eighteen, there really wasn't any LAN events that were like main stage. And obviously Fortnite, where everyone's playing Fortnite and they see a Fortnite event come up on their Facebook or Instagram feed, they're like, What is this? Let me check this out. Oh, it's a real location, it's a real event. And then they're going to make the drip. I remember uh, the, the kid that came from Virginia, his parents came as well. And he's like, yeah, you know, we were looking all, we were searching Google, trying to find events for him to compete in because this is his dream. He wants to do this. So um, the same thing is like travel baseball or travel football. But now we're seeing it for travel esports, and parents are willing to make that sacrifice for their kids to give them the opportunity to follow their dreams. And I think that's awesome. And again, that's why you know, esports is working so well. It's because it's much more than just playing games. You know, we're seeing it as community. Um, and that's what we're building here now. Um, you're going to the esport company. So along your journey, and I know we're going to get into more of what the esport company is, but along your journey, how have you been able to put the right people around you to, to fill this idea and this vision that you've had? Yeah. So everything I started with, what well, I didn't start by myself. It started with a team, um, you know, going with my parents, obviously, and then my college department, my roommates. So, you know, everything starts with the people around you. So you have to find that core that believes and trusts in you. And, and right now, um, I, you know, I've been able to network and interact and engage. And, you know, and the biggest thing is when I'm trying to not trying to get people on my team, but just trying to uh, interview and, and what I did for the esport company specifically is I sat. So I had about 120 applications. This was back uh, last year. I sat every single day. So um, I run the gaming center from uh, tw 12 p.m. to about 10 p.m. Then I'd go home after um, about a 40 minute drive. I'd go home. Then I'd stay up there at midnight. And I would interview people um, for about four hours a night. Personally, 30 minutes. I would just talk not only about what heck we got going on, but like, who are you as a person? You know, tell me about what your values are, what you've done, what your goals are. How can we work together to maybe accomplish these things that you want to do? And how can I help and assist you and, and vice versa? How we, because you know, I'm building my team on a team. I'm building it as a family. Like we get to know one another. We have personal meetings. We talk not only about business, but we just talk in general about who we are and what we want to do and, and uh, make sure our visions align. So that way we're all on the same team. And that's what I just try to find myself, um, you know, filling, building that foundation with those type of people. And I did it kind of the, the long way maybe, but I also did the personal way. I want to make sure, you know, I'm not just bringing someone off the street and saying, here you go. And then, you know, replace them a week later. I want to make sure I establish a personal connection with them and, and make it more so, you know, about yeah. business. And I feel like too, when you bring on those type of people and create that kind of culture, it, it lets people know that, Hey, if we're going to succeed, we're going to succeed together. And if we're going to fail, we're going to fail together. And, and that really kind of brings people together and wants more out of their job than just nine to five, come in, get my stuff done, get paid and go home. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people are saying, like, you know, they're making good money right now, but they're unhappy because, you know, they're just doing the same thing five days a week, nine to five, you know, but what we're doing here with, you know, the community building and, 
know, we're helping a lot of people within our community alone. Um, it, it's, it's very cool to see that. That's, you know, obviously we have a league going on, but, um, you know, the community aspect of helping one another and, uh, we, you know, we've over almost 4,000 people now networking and communicating and asking questions only about esports, but life, you know, um, you've had some people that, you know, are struggling through some things and through depression. We have a whole like system in place where you can have people to talk to. And I'll never forget this when someone, you know, went a little MIA and his teammates weren't able to reach him. And, you know, my team and I, we were on that case right away. We were sending messages, reaching out. So that way people understand that, Hey, you know, you matter. You have people here that care about you. And, and again, that's what, you know, esports and online you know, communities are about where you, okay, you have a, you have a foundation, you have a, you know, a family online and, and that's what our community is about. It's one big family. And we preach this. As soon as you come in our community, guess what? You're not in our community until you go through an orientation. This orientation tells you what our goals, our values, what we're doing, what we're about, what we don't accept. And if, you, you know, if you're part of this, great. If this isn't something for you, then no problem. Um, you, know, you can still stick around and be a part of it. But um, you know, that's yeah. how we kind of you – know, every, every player, every person has to, has to go through that. And I started that when I started the eSport company where I sat down with every single person. 30 minutes. I used to do this even with the players on our team for our one team. I would sit there personally do these interviews with because I want to, again, build a foundation of captains, coaches, GMs, AGMs. I want to make sure I have the right people in place here because if I don't, the foundation will crack and it'll just crumble. So um, yeah. you know, I spent the time and effort to do that. And uh, we do that every single day. We do four orientations a week uh, and they last about an hour. And the players, really, they come in here. They don't know what the heck these four companies are about. Then they go through it. I get messed all the time like, Wow, this is exciting. I've never heard anything about what you guys are doing here with this community, with this league, with the opportunities that you're providing people. I'm excited. I've never came across a community like this um, or, you know, a company like this. And to hear that, it's like, okay, we're, we're doing something that's meaningful and impactful um, in people's personal life, not even just, you know, business, just something where they, they're excited to be a part of. And that's what. So what is, what is the esports company? What are you guys doing? And what is this community that you've created? Yeah, so we're all about providing real opportunities and experience in the esports industry. So how do we do this? It's through our league. That's our foundation. So we're running an amateur league right now. We also run a high school league. We offer 10 different esports titles. Um, and we have right now 13 city-based teams. So we have eight in the state of Pennsylvania. Then we have one in Ohio, New Jersey, New York, uh, DMV area as well, and uh, yeah, Virginia, Maryland. So uh, yeah, those areas there. And uh, you know, we're getting local players and communities, and we start to – you know, build them. So like I said, you know, what does those opportunities experience mean? Well, when you're looking at a league, look at the NFL where they have, you know, the merchandise and then they have the commissioners and then they have, you know, each team has their own general management system and, and VPs and uh, coaches and captains and all these different things. Well, that's what we're doing here. And, and the best thing is, again, we're providing real opportunities. So we people that everyone starts out as a player and then they realize, okay, like I like playing games, but what else can I do to make an impact and maybe work in the industry? Well, here, maybe you go up to an assistant general manager and you learn how to structure and organize a whole team. There's 10 different titles, hundreds of players. Here's your opportunity now to organize. Okay, now you have to run orientations, you have meetings. This, so the, people are like blown away about like, wow, I come into the assistant general manager. I'm learning all these different things. Yes, and then you go to the GM level. Okay, GM level, you kind of have like a broader outlook uh, to, the, to the season, to your team and, and making sure your AGMs are comfortable and you're talking with your coaches and captains and developing those strategies specifically. You're working with a merchandise coordinator. Make sure you have merchandise that you want to re release here. Um, and we also have, you know, commissioners that are specifically for each game. And these are all opportunities that we're going to be, be – they're already being paid positions. So we are literally building out the ecosystem of esports. Um, and, and it's pretty cool. Not only just, hey, you know, putting this on a resume, but they're actually doing stuff. They're learning and building a team and then a league. 
Um, and then we have regional managers that are overseeing all the eight teams, all whole eight teams uh, mm -hmm. of the state of Pennsylvania. Then we have a marketing department. You want to get involved with marketing? You want to learn social media marketing and esports? Let's do it. I'll show you how to run a social media campaign for your specific team or the league. You want to be the main uh, you know, director of social media? You want to organize a whole strategy outline for that? Great. Let's do it. And it's not so much about talking about it. We're doing it. We're going to create it. We're building it. And you're going to be ready to rock and roll. You want to have this opportunity? Here's your chance. And that's what we tell all the players in here. You want to become a coach? You want to become a marketing? You want to work on shoutcasting? Let's do it. We, we have seven days a week. We have broadcasts going on. You want to host a content show? You want to do a tech recap? You want to do a tech? Uh, you want to be on the bus tour? You want to be a videographer? You want to be a photographer? You want to be I – mean, I'll keep going. Yeah. The list goes on and on. About That's awesome. The, the things that we have going on in the organization. Like I said, we probably have 60, 70 people that are working and doing stuff right now. So our company is, is a, you know, big. It, it's, it's getting mm -hmm. there, and we have plans to get into all 50 states and Canada uh, to the point where we have 500, 600 teams – um, across you know U.S. and Canada, and about a million players, if not more. That's a low end, but I like shooting low and then you know hammering those results and blowing them away. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool here. for me to see, like you know, people that played video games growing up in our age. Um, maybe either one, they weren't as active socially because maybe they were so good at gaming or they loved gaming so much. There's never really been a network and a community for those people to have their own community. And that's what they're good at. Just like maybe someone else's was uh, played basketball, baseball growing up and they had their own communities. So it's really cool to see these type of people get those opportunities to pursue their passions and pursue what they ultimately want to do. Exactly. And uh, just two weeks ago, I sat down with every single AGM. We have about uh, 20 of them. I sat there for about an hour. We, I discussed with them, okay, hey, you're, your, your new AGM, what do you think so far of the process? Are you comfortable you know, answering any other concerns or questions? And then from there, I ask them, okay, what do you want to do in the future? You know, some of them say, well, I want to become a regional manager. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, okay, great. Now I have a roadmap for you that I'm going to do my best, uh, you know, best that I can to make sure that that happens. I can't promise anything, but I'm always, you know, the best thing as a leader, um, you know, it's kind of weird to call myself a leader, but I am. But, oh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, it's just like, making sure you're upfront with people, you don't overpromise, and you just, you're, again, just being upfront and open. That's what I love to do. And that's what our company, again, is built on is the openness, the network, the community aspect, and don't be afraid to ask questions or if you want something, ask for it. And that's why I tell our players in the orientations, if you want to do something, unfortunately, we can't read your minds yet until, you know, Elon Musk puts the chip in your, your head yeah. and you start you know, reading thoughts. <laughs> but right now, I can't, I don't, I don't know what you want to do. So it's up to you to kind of take that leap of faith and say, hey, Seth, you know, I'd love to get involved with this. Where do I get started? Well, I'll have you connect with our, you know, have operations to get involved with the GM stuff or, you know, a marketing team uh, or the broadcasting. We have people running a stream from across the country for our stream here. And we have graphics people, we have video editors, they're all working together. It's, and that's what a lot of people understand. It's like, wow, this is like one big family and you, me, like, yeah, you have to work with them, you know, the graphics team to make sure they're doing their graphics on time. So that way you have it for the social media posts and for the YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, the broadcasters, of course, and the shoutcasters have the stats from the statisticians and everything's it's a huge ecosystem that we're building and we're only at, we're in baby steps right now. We're only three and a half, four months old and we've awesome. accomplished this many things. And uh, so let's say someone is listening to this right now and they're like, Hey, you know, me and my buddies, we play six, seven hours a day. Um, I, I think we're pretty good. How, how do we go about maybe starting our own esports team or, or getting involved with some more tournaments or competitions to see if we really have um, what we think we have? Yeah, so we have multiple skill tier divisions in our league. So each game title has uh, different 
divisions. So division one is our highest skilled uh, talent. Then we have division two, three, four, five, et cetera, to the point where we think we can have over 25 divisions once we're in all uh, 50 states in Canada. Uh, so that way, no matter where you're at, if you're a casual player, great. There will be a league for you that's casual, fun, and competitive. But if you want to start climbing up the ranks, you can. So we're becoming that minor league system for esports as well, on top of the whole network and community and ecosystem. So um, you know, that's the, the biggest thing that we offer. On top of the education that we run that we're going to be launching here this spring and our curriculum at the high school and collegiate level, we're going to be offering college internships, work with some universities now that if you're going for an esports uh, you know, degree or if you're involved with the esports program, here's your opportunity to work with the esports company for a paid internship or just a you know, regular internship. And now you have the opportunity to get involved with the esports industry because I know a lot of parents, when they talk about uh, you know, the esports in general, it's like, okay, what actual opportunities? Like you said, okay, you play tournaments and stuff, but what else is there out there? Is this a real industry? Am I, is my kid actually going to be able to get a job after school? Well, we're proving that uh, okay. right now as we speak. But, you know, as far as the tournaments and the competitions, we accept everyone. And don't worry about your rank because there will be a skill rank for you and there will be a teammate that will be at your level that you'll be able to compete with. And that's the best thing is, you know, season to season, you can see how you're progressing or maybe you're regressing. Um, and, and it's, you know, ultimately it's up to you. And that's why I tell people, hey, if you want to, if you want to get to Division One, it's up to you to work for it. Grind, hustle, practice with your teammates, you know, spend the extra time, you know, in the, yeah. in the gym, in the virtual gym. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, make sure you're, you're putting the time and effort in. So, uh, you know, the goal is obviously to make, make sure that, you know, they get to the next level. Our goal is to, you know, be the realistic path to pro. There's a lot of companies that say they're the path to pro, but we actually have the vision and the process and we're already proving the process that's working um, because we already had some players already join some, uh, you know, some higher tier orgs that are getting paid now. On a team so coming from yeah so you've so you've started a couple different companies and either stumbled into them or had a good idea put the processes in place and done that have you had mentors along the way that have helped you put those processes and people into place maybe someone other than your parents because i know your parents were really influential with you and gave you that support and that backing that you needed early on has there been anyone else for you or has it been more learn as you go and and work your butt off to get where you are. Yeah, so the, one of the greatest things about Johnstown here, it's a smaller city, uh, but there's also opportunities for you guys, for us to get like a mentor coach. So we've had you know, a couple mentors that I've worked with, Jose specifically, kind of got my feet wet in the Johnstown community because coming in here 2018, I was an outsider, you know, I was a newbie. Uh, so I was able to you know, work with him and then get involved with Johnstown and kind of get the connections with the business owners and stuff like that. Um, you know, that was probably my biggest mentor, and I've had – you know, people throughout, of course, my parents and, you know, other, uh, you know, people that I've connected with that have kind of helped and, and kind of shaped my path and make sure I'm on the, on the right, you know, the right vision and stuff like that. But, you know, not so much mentors, but also the experience, you know, uh, you know, I've tuned to gaming when I started that in 2018. And then in 2019, when I sold it to another company, um, it's called American Esports. Uh, when I sold it to them, um, that's where I learned kind of the, the corporate world and uh, what that was like in that experience and understanding that, hey, you're not the boss anymore. It's, you have to report to someone else. And, you know, these are people that are much older, much more experienced. And, um, you know, they're going to say mm -hmm. some things that you're not going to like, but it's up to you to kind of take it and, and go with it. That was a, you know, that was probably a life-changing experience. You know, it was a, a good experience. Like I said, I don't have any bad, you know, ill will to them, but um, it was, you know, unorganized. Um, the leadership wasn't there. So they weren't, you know, they weren't treating me how I wanted to be treated and the biggest examples was when I came up with an idea for a program uh, with with our teams that we were creating with American Esports um, I created the whole outline uh, had two pages on a on a doc 
uh, pretty much almost finalized. And they took it, took the idea, they rebranded it and gave it to someone else to do. And it completely changed it. I was like, okay, so I'm going to take your ideas and then you're not going to let myself and have my team work on it. You're going to take it and give it to someone else to do. And then they never followed through on the idea and they changed it. It was just all the people. Yeah. That's when I was like, I shut down basically where I was like, okay, you know, I got to, you know, if they're not going to value my opinion or value what I want to do, then I can't just continue to give them these ideas and then just them to, you know, go in there. So like the meetings and stuff, you know, they would try to ask me questions. You know, I was in there like interacting, engaging, but like, you know, if they, if that's what actions speak louder than words. That's what I always say. So if their action was take that idea and give it to someone else, even though I clearly said I wanted to work on with my team and, and get it going quickly. And then they take it and rebrand and give it to someone else. That was kind of like almost like a punch in the face. So I was like, you know, that, that really kind of struck with me and that set with me for the next couple of months while I was there until um, obviously now I, I branched off and, and left and started yeah. my own thing. But, you know, treating, treating people fairly. And, and that was the biggest thing that I learned, and, you know, top of the mentors, you know, my parents and Jose and understanding, you know, how people work and, and just, again, not having an ego and, and listening and, um, you know, giving people opportunity to succeed. So they have come up with an idea. The best thing I say is like, okay, this is my idea. This is your idea. Let's brand it to you and make sure it's, everyone knows that it's your idea. You're going to be the face of it and go with it. Go. And I'm gonna let, you, let me know what resources you need. I'm here to support, use our marketing team, use our, whatever team you need, make sure um, you contact them. So that way we can get you going. We can help you. That's, that's the biggest thing I want to, I want to create, uh, you know, people to flourish and have fun and, mm-hmm. and not feel like they're working for somebody. I want to make sure they feel like, okay, again, it's that family environment that I'm trying to create yeah. trust and making sure everybody trusts one another is the biggest thing. So that way, um, you know, we, we are all on, on the same level of ground and, and go from there. So, so yeah. on the, kind of wrap up a little bit here on the more um, of your personal side. I know you've got some big plans for Johnstown and the area you live in. What, um, what are you doing there? Cause I know it's more of a, it's a Rust Belt type town, hardworking people. What are you doing in Johnstown right now? Yeah. So we're rebuilding a city. So my goal for this is to transition to a tech hub. So get away from that you know, old rust and steel. Uh, we're going right into the technology and this starts with the eSport company. I mentioned briefly earlier about our curriculum and education. Uh, again, this spring, we're looking to offer uh, after school programs here to also not only, you know, teach, you know, marketing, broadcasting, all the things that we're doing with our league, but they're going to immediately apply. Imagine, you know, being 16, 17, 18 years old and you have our opportunity to go after school and you can work in technology, video games, you learn, but you're also experiencing how to do all these different things and learning and, and being part of the environment. So that's the biggest thing, how we're going to rebuild the city. It's all about educating the youth, make sure the youth's on the, the right chat, uh, path to success. Um, and also making sure they're getting involved with the, you know, the wrong things, but the right things and making sure what we're doing here is relevant to them. So that way we continue to grow and rebuild this because this city, they have a lot of record numbers of young people moving and leaving, leaving this area. How do we get these people back? Well, it starts with uh, something what we're doing right here. And I'm with the owner of this building here. People thought I was crazy when I said I was going to come in here and I'm looking for more of a uh, partner in our office space and what we're trying to create. Well, uh, Tom Zinni owns this building here at the Franklin Center. Um, it's about 118,000 square feet, three stories. And we're rebuilding this thing to, to the point where it's going to be uh, companies with technology and, and rebuilding it from there. Um, so uh, that's, how, that's our start for here. And that's our vision. And again, we have a local team here, boots on the ground. We're here every day working, networking, um, and getting involved. Ethan Stewart as well. He owns a uh, financial planning and literacy. He's again, a younger guy, but also an outsider, you know, someone that the city was like, uh, I don't know about this, but you know, when you're in the old fashioned, they don't like the, the outsiders. Yeah. You know, some of my mentors are telling me it's, it's a little harder to said to break, you know, break down those barriers and doors. So, 
you know, working with those type of people, getting us all together in the same area, same, you know, office, and then look at guys, let's collaborate. Let's build something as leaders in the new wave of the community. And we're rebuilding that city. Uh, and I like to say January 1st, 2021, it starts, but it's already happening right now. But uh, January 1st, 2021, we're rebuilding the city. And then after this, I have plans for nightlife. I have plans for a restaurant. I have plans for ideas of how we can make this a 24 seven work, play, eat. You want to live down here. So, you know, when we're, uh, you know, building our company, the employees that we have here, and then they're sometimes they're spread out right now across the state. But once we uh, get everything secured and ready to rock and roll, I want them to relocate here in downtown Johnstown. So they walk to the office, they support the local businesses here. And that's how you rebuild the city. You have to have some type of investment influx of uh, people. And then, uh, thought leaders and they get together, they build, they create, they have the same vision. And uh, that's what I'm, that's what our team is doing right now as that's we speak. Awesome. So um, it's cool to hear the plan that you have. And, and the reason because you have that plan is because you want to change lives. You want to impact lives and, and help people grow in themselves. So it's really cool to hear that passion you have for what you're doing, but more importantly for people and, and the people around you. So to yeah. kind of last question here, what do you feel like success is? You know, yeah. we're on this journey of life and whether it's in life or business or spiritually, what do you feel like success is and what it's going to be at the end of your life? Yeah. So I had this uh, question, you know, about a couple months ago. I was like, well, you know, what do I really envision myself doing? And, you know, I, you know, I was benefited enough, you know, with the socks to you know, make that success successful. And, you know, with that success, I was younger, but, you know, I made some stupid purchases. You know, I bought, you know, the BMWs and the cars and, mm -hmm. you know, try to impress people. And I realized like, okay, that's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. So, you know, right now I, I have, uh, I drive around this old minivan, but it's, it's kind of fun because we're going to wrap it again. And, uh, and we're going to drive around. It's going to be the tech van. Uh, we also have a bus as well uh, that we drive that's around. The, we're, we're literally touring across the country. So, that's that goes into the kind of the success and why like okay i'm training the bmws in for a uh a, a church bus for a big bus that we built out and the reason why i want to do that is because i want to travel across the country and, and when i say i want to meet you in person when i want to learn your story i want to make sure that you get on our bus and we have a podcast together and we talk about what your goals are what you want to do how can the esport company help you accomplish those things and and people like yourself and our fans will be able to watch and, and follow those journeys and stories and check up on on those people we have our website being built out right now uh, to the point where you'll be able to follow those stories and learn about those people in our community and what they want to do so right now success to me you know I, again I, I had the experience with the you know the money and the cars and the and, and doing those different things you know it, it wasn't for me really what motivates me every day is how can I help people get better and accomplish what they want to do in life. So that's the biggest thing. So that's why, again, I sit there and talk to people hours on hours on end just to see, okay, where they're at, what their situation is. How can I formulate a personal plan for them to make sure I put them in the best position to succeed as we continue to scale and grow? How can I figure out where to put them at? So they're happy. They're loving what they're doing. They also say like, wow, you know, the biggest thing is people are, when I told them back in, in August, what we were going to do right now, they're like, yeah, you're good luck. You're crazy. That's never going to happen in two months. And then we're here two months later, like Seth, everything you've said, you've done. I've never met someone that said you know, what you were going to say and backed it up. And I was like, I was surprised. I was like, how else do people, how else do people build a community? How else do people build a team? If like you say things, you don't follow through. Well, when I say things, I mean, it. I'm going to do it. When I said, I'm going to go get a bus, I'm going to go get a bus and we're going to do it. People, people and bought a bus. That's right. Hey, so that's, People, people are crazy. Like, okay, this guy says he's going to buy a bus. Yeah, right. And I buy a bus. We build a bus. We now travel across the country. This weekend, we're going uh, to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, next week, we're going to be a three-day trip where we're meeting our community members. We just went to one last week. 
uh, as well on uh, Harrisburg. So, you know, again, I determine the successes about how many uh, lives I can impact and, and just having those people around you. When you're working with people that you, you know, love to hang out with and they're part of your team and they don't feel like you're employees, like I always tell everybody coming into here, the egos. I don't think I'm any better than anyone else and vice versa. I don't care what your title is or, you know, what you're doing. We're all part of the same team. We're all part of the same family. Don't let the ego get you or, hey, I'm this person or that person. It's all irrelevant at the end of the day. Yeah. We're all human beings. I don't, and I say this for our players. I don't care if you're a, you know, a master in your game or if you're a, you know, top 500 player. You know, how are you going to help other people get better? And that's what we have our high-level players right now. Um, they understanding what our mission is and what our values are and our culture is to help other people get better. So we have a top 500 Overwatch player on DPS. Maybe some of the biggest people in the Overwatch League, everything else. He's helping our whole Overwatch community get better. He's coaching them personally and, and giving them strategy. I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool. Everybody understands why you're here. You're here yeah. for a purpose. You're here to get better and make other people better. And that's what you know, our community is about. That's and, awesome, man. You know, it's really cool to hear the plans you have, but also to see it come from someone my age or – or someone that's in, in that atmosphere that I'm, that I'm in as well. And I know the people listening to this are going to get a lot out of it. So I appreciate you uh, for hopping on with me today. I know you're a busy guy with a lot of plans. So I'm excited to, to watch your future and watch your story uh, kind of come into place. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. I'm sure we'll bring the bus out there to Columbus and uh, we'll pick you up. We'll do a podcast in the bus. Let's for sure. do it. That's awesome. All righty. Thanks, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. That was my interview with Seth Mason. What an awesome dude he is. I admired the drive he had and creativity to make a business out of nothing at such a young age. Go follow him and the eSport company on social media. I'll be sure to tag them in my social media posts. If there was something that stuck out to you, leave a comment or let me know. I'm always interested to hear your thoughts and have a conversation about it. And I want to thank you for coming along on this journey with me of uncovering success.